For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Recorded live. All right, this is Sandra Keys, and you are listening to Keys to the Kingdom at T25CL. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. I am so blessed, so blessed on today. It's just been a blessing to 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 be in the middle of guys. I guess I have a lot to talk about. It's going to be an open forum on tonight. But first, I just want to say thank you for joining me here at T25CL, your all-encompassing entertainment uh, network program uh, platform. Amen. At T25CL.com, you can buy uh, independent movies and independent music. We are an independent movie and music distributor. Amen. All right. Um, so come on and check us out. We also have a 24-7 uh, radio station, uh, and on that radio station, you can hear anything at any given time. You don't have to flip over to another gospel station if you want to hear gospel and flip over to R&B if you want to hear R&B. It's all on one platform. You hear me? All on one platform. So you never know what you're going to hear. It's just so, it's just so nice and surprising. We have great jazz on there as well. So every second, every minute, 24-7, you get different music on the same station. So tune in and check us out. I'm sure you'll like it. Amen? All right. I guess the first topic I'll talk about is what I just heard on the news today. Did I hear Donald Trump say, um, there's my African-American over there? I, I think I heard him say, there's my African-American I swear, I heard him point in the crowd and say, there's my African-American. I, you know, I guess we shouldn't be surprised after everything that we've heard come out of his mouth for the last few months and his growing uh, popularity among a certain segment of, the, of society that feels that he just can't say anything wrong. Um, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. But people are starting to fight back. You see here in uh, San Jose, California, even though you can disagree with somebody, but you shouldn't be um, putting your hands on anybody. It, we all have the right to protest uh, against something, but what we don't have the right to do is put our hands on someone who opposes our view. Amen? And so we're starting to see this occurring um, at uh, Trump rallies. And before, uh, we were seeing it before at Trump rallies, but it was coming from uh, the pro-Trump uh, people. But now it's coming from anti-Trump uh, supporters. And so this is a whole different shift. And I don't know where this will um, end up, you know, because everybody is, is just becoming overheated on both sides. And so I'm praying that... Um, 
calmer heads will prevail. Amen? And I pray that um, people would use common sense and judgment. Do we want to live in an America where we're calling people that are different from us um, names? Amen. And not to say that this hasn't been going on, but at least people use discretion. Not to say that it's right. But when you can come out and be openly discriminatory against someone, I, I just don't know I just don't know where where that's gonna take us in society. And so to top that off and see, okay, you have the the, the disturbance, the protest um last night in San Jose where there was a lot of physical, there was physical altercations going on. And then today, I don't know where he was, I guess he was in California where he, where he pointed out in the crowd and said, there's my African-American. Are you serious? We don't belong to you, John, Donald Trump. I don't think you own an African-American. So how can you say my African-American? This People, I don't know, but we need to wake up. We really need to wake up. I know that there has been um, some comments, you know, about um, people um, saying, why are there so many slave movies uh, in, recent, in recent years and months? Why are they judging that part of our history back up? Well, I think it's a good thing. I think we need to be reminded of where we came from. And we can't learn uh, and we can't learn and progress if we don't know the struggles that our people have gone through to get where we are today. And, and history has a way of repeating itself. And we're seeing if one thing Trump has done, his his um his candidacy has done is it has exposed the number of people who still have ill feelings towards people who do not look like them, whether they be Mexican, African, you know, just not like them. Um, there's a problem. There's a problem. Yes, we have, we have, we have overcome a lot. But there's still the undercurrent that has not been diminished in our society or all over the world, as a matter of fact, of people or darker complexions. And so people, I say, How, where are we going? What, what's going on? We have a whole summer of campaigning that's going to be going on, a whole summer of campaigning. Um, we can't, and you know how people get when it's hot, amen? We can't um, afford any major, major disruption of violence. And, you know, like I said, in the summertime, tempers are very, very short. So I'm afraid of what we might see this summer if these Trump rallies, uh, if people keep, being heated on both sides. Amen? I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I just don't know what to say about it. Um, I don't know. If you have comments, please call in and share them with me. But I am really afraid for what the summer might hold because we're already seeing 
signs that people are tempers and people's temperaments and people's patience are becoming very, very short. So we don't want, you know, we don't want to see any more violence. We don't want to see people hurt. But I fault Trump. I do. I'm saying I know he's not out there forcing people's hands to hit other people, but he is the one. His rhetoric, his mouth is what has brought us to this to this point right now. And it's really, really a shame. And anybody that would vote for a man that would provoke violence, that would tout hatred, building walls, separating, dividing folks, is not fit for the office of president. Now, I don't know if all that we're going through, and I, and I know in, in my circle of friends, this is, this is what a lot of them believe, is that because we had, some folks did not like the fact that we had eight years of a black president. Amen? But what those people in that segment of society don't realize is that um, President Barack Obama did not become president based on just the black vote. Amen? There were Caucasian people, Chinese people, African-American people, Indian people, you know, all segments of our society that put him in that high office. And you can say what you want to about him. I mean, you can't please everybody. But he brought us back from the brink of a, a major um, depression in our, in our economy. Remember the recession that we were, we were facing? The housing collapse? We were in a mess. Globally, with the wars, we were in a mess. I think that we have, I think that we have, he has brought us a long way from where we were in 2008. Say that, say what you want about him. He may not have touched on everything you wanted him to touch on, and we're not where we probably should be, but we're not where we were in 2008. Amen? Say what you want to. More people have jobs, may not be paying the salaries that we were seeing before, but more people have jobs. Our economy is looking a whole lot better than it did in 2008. And so these people, supporters, some supporters of Trump, Trump cannot see what this president has done. All they see is that an African-American ascended to the highest office in the nation. And they're still scratching their heads as to how that happened. And so they're refusing to let anything like that happen again. So they'd rather put this gentleman, Mr. Trump, in office someone who talks down to people, incites violence, supports people who have incited violence, 
uplift our uh, enemies in other nations. Talk bad about our allies. Is this the person that you would want uh, with their finger on the button? I don't think so. Because he's shown that anytime you attack him or go against him, amen, he's going to attack back. He is like a bully. He is a bully. Do we need a bully in the White House? Think about that, people. Whether you like President Obama or not, do you really just want to put him in the White House? And I'm not saying Hillary is better, but what I can say about Hillary is that she is experienced. She has come up through the ranks. Does she have fault issues? Yes, she does. But I'd rather have that calm, collected woman in the White House than Trump. Because I know she's been there. And I know she knows what to expect. And I know she can handle the job with well-thought-out, temperance, patience, intelligence. Amen? So I'm not telling anybody who to vote for. You can vote for who you want. But what I'm saying is that this election season is unprecedented. Because in the past, Republican, Democrat, we always held our candidates at a higher standard. And never have we seen this blasphemous person, type, character running for office. taking over the, 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 the TV every day on the news. You want to cut it off because every day, all day, every minute, it's all about Mr. Trump. What have we, what has this nation come to? What has this nation come to? I, I just don't know. So help us out here, people. Just really, really think about it. If you're a Christian, please really, really pray about it, because I understand there are some Christians that support this type of behavior, but how could you? If you're Bible-believing, could you really get behind somebody that spouts out half the stuff he spouts out and never anything that makes sense? Just spouting off, whatever. Really? Really? What would Jesus do in this situation? Think about that. I I don't know. I just I just couldn't I just couldn't take watching somebody in the office for four years, eight years, uh, talking like he does, speaking like he does to people about people. Even the news media doesn't have any respect for them at all. It's their job to ask him questions, questions that he may not like, and he calls them names. I just don't get it. I I don't know. I I just don't get it. Uh, People, you need to help me out here. I I just see that we are in a a decline, a real societal decline, where no one's thinking rationally. Rational thought has gone out the window. I don't know. Help me out here. 
I don't know. So anyway, we have some other things we need to talk about. But um, let's see. I have a couple of pastors I wanted to talk about. Yes. Hello? Hello? Anyway, yes. So if you have a question, please call in. If you have a comment, please call in. I would have really, really, really would appreciate it. Okay, um, let's talk about Eddie Long now, Bishop Eddie Long. You know, Eddie Long was the pastor, uh, I believe his church was in Atlanta, uh, the pastor who had the mega church who was um, who was accused of having a relationship with some men in the church, um, and it was a big uh, big uh, mess up, a big mess up. Uh, I don't know, uh, just a mess. Um, yeah, Eddie Long, and he was to be on um, Steve Harvey's show to talk about it, and um, he goes on to say um, to Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey asked him why did he settle the cases, and his response was, at some point, Long says, he had to decide at some point, he says, that I'm going to win the battle or I'm going to win the war. I had to make the decision to save me, save my family, and save the church. According to the release from the Harvey Show, Long talked about resilience as described in his latest book, The Untold Story, a story of adversity pain, and resilience. Long also discusses the struggles that he and his family went through as he and his wife navigated the thought of divorce and he considered suicide. Um, his wife, Vanessa, I guess she um, had filed divorce, but then the next day turned around and um, dismissed it. So she stayed with him after the accusations of him having sexual relationships with several men in the church, for which he used his influence, trips, gifts, and his job to coerce them into sexual relations. And this was uh, in 2011, uh, 2010, when these accusations took place against Long by Anthony Flagg, Spencer Legrand. Jamal Paris, and Maurice Robinson. So he's now out and talking uh, to Steve Harvey about this whole ordeal. His church was the New Birth Missionary Baptist Church in Lithonia. Uh, and he told his congregation that he once considered suicide. I, you know, I don't know. We it just seems like, um, and, and and I realize that we all have to have a forgiving spirit. We all have to have a forgiving spirit. 
and and his wife. That's between them. That we have we have no we can't judge one way or other how whether or not she should have left that marriage or not. That's between her and God, her and her husband. Amen. I'm not going to get in the middle of that. Um, because we, you know, we don't know what their relationship is. But what I do know is that this is nothing new with some kind of scandal regarding some big, big or small uh, pastor of a church. And I think it's really, really sad when we play with people's lives because I know there probably were tons of members that stayed but there were probably a lot of baby Christians there too that just did not understand who were trying, who were there to get their lives together, amen. And then they're looking at somebody in the pulpit whose life is probably more of a hot mess than theirs, amen. And I know that no one is perfect. No one on this earth is perfect. David in the Bible was an example of that. Man after God's own heart, who had. Uh, the woman's husband that he was messing around with killed. Amen? We all remember that story. It wasn't a pretty one. We're not perfect. No one is. But I think, again, this is just me, if you have that higher office like that and you're not right and you have a lot of people under you who are looking to you for spiritual guidance, that if you're not right, step down. Step down. And I think these people get just get so high up that they ne- they think they'll never ever get caught. Never ever get caught. But that's not true. You will get caught eventually. Amen. And so it's best to just step down. Just know. Look at yourself in the mirror and just know I'm not right. Say to yourself, I'm not right. Lord, I need to step away. Take a sabbatical. Go pray about it. I'd have more respect for you then if you realized your fault and and tried to do something about it instead of getting busted and tearing up your church and tearing up the lives of many, many people. So I guess he's on the comeback trail. He's written a book about him uh, wanting to commit suicide and his uh, almost divorce where his wife um, was going to divorce him, but she later recanted her story. And I think there's an article in Essence about her, talking about her decision to stay with him. But he said in a careful video that he did not take his life because I love my, my, my family, loved me, my, my church loved me, regardless of what everybody said, love lifted me and carried me. And I believe that. Love is strong. Love can outlive and out um, can tackle any problem. It can. But if you're still trying to be a pastor, you're still trying to lead folks, I'm not with that. You've had your opportunity. You've blown that. Go on and live a regular life. Do like the rest of us are doing, trying to get it together. But don't try to stand in front of people. 
I mean, you could do that on an individual basis, I mean, because we're all called to bring people to Christ. But don't try to do that on a major scale. You've had your opportunity to do that. Yes, we love you and we forgive you. But don't try to be on a national platform trying to, trying to, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. Everybody might have their own opinion about that, but I just cannot, I just cannot get with that. I don't understand it. I don't agree with it. But he's, it's Eddie Long, the untold story, um, and he's telling his story to Steve Harvey. So if you haven't checked that out, um, this story in You Gospel where they talk about that, he used to be on the um, Steve Harvey show uh, was 10 days ago in uh, You Gospel. So maybe it has already aired. But if not, try to check it out. I, I'm going to try to find it because I'm really interested in um, what he's trying to do. I know I've seen him a couple of times on TV at T. Jakes' church. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Now, um, regarding his wife in the Essence.com um, article regarding his wife, she says, in the middle of the storm, and I got off the ship. I was in the middle of the storm, and I got off the ship, Long said before in an auditorium of women who gave her a standing ovation. As much as I love my husband, my family, my new birth family, I couldn't take another minute pretending that I was okay. And for that, I admire her. We as women, we take a lot. Amen. A lot of us deal with infidelity with our husbands in our marriage. And women are so strong because our whole focus is keeping the family together despite. So I, I have no issue with her on that. And she says, if you recall, that was a particularly messy exit. Mrs. Long filed for divorce on, okay, she filed divorce on Thursday, but withdrew the papers on Friday morning, and by that afternoon, the divorce was back on, according to the news report. In February 2012, though, the case was finally dismissed. And I get that, because you're, you're running the gamut of a whole bunch of emotions, amen? And she says of her ultimate decision to remain with her husband, Mrs. Long explained, I realized that the best thing I could do was to let you see me as a woman just like you, a woman capable of making good decisions and a woman capable of making bad decisions, Long said. Instead of condemning myself, I can use what happened as an opportunity to minister to myself to someone else going through a storm. Okay, forgive me, please, if I'm missing the teachable moment. This is the, um, the writer of the article. I watched the heavenly edited video multiple times, and I'm not sure exactly what it is that the audience is to take away from her testimony. Is it that she just wanted people to know she's not perfect? Okay, I got that, but I never thought she was. But which decision does she think was her good one? filing the divorce or agreeing to stay? I don't know. And the writer goes on to say, I've always had a soft spot for Mrs. Long. My grandmother was the first lady of the church, and perhaps a project, a bit of my, and I projected a bit of my nana into her. And two, as a woman, I can imagine what sharing the weight of a husband's scandal 
must have been like with the allegations weighing on her shoulders. As much as I, as I was baffled by her public flip-flop on the, her divorce, I understood even if I wished it hadn't been so public, like she said, none of this was an easy decision. And it's not. It's not an easy, easy decision to stay with your husband when he has publicly embarrassed himself and the, you and the entire family and the church. Amen. So her decision to stray strong is just is her. Uh, the, the, the author of this um, article is Demetra L. Lucas, and she is the author of Bell in Brooklyn. So um, you can look for that um, on Essence.com, but it is an old article. It goes back to 2012, actually September 2012. And so in this article, she's just trying to figure out um, did you get what she, was, what she was trying to testify to. I don't know. Stay in there. Hillary Clinton did the same thing. You know, her husband, president of the United States, and a sexual scandal uh, decided to stay with them. And for all accounts, they look like they're doing fine. But we don't know what goes on inside. Amen? (laughs) We just don't know. Okay? Well, that's all on Eddie Long. But we have another scandal as well in the church. And this is with Jamal Bryant. You know Jamal Bryant out of Baltimore. He has a mega church there as well. And uh, he is he is currently speaking out on the baby controversy. And he's saying, God ain't finished with me yet. Okay, Jamal. Okay, Jamal, the Reverend Jamal H. Bryant, 44, pastor of Empowerment Temple Church in Northwest Baltimore, allegedly had a sexual relationship with LaToya Shanti Odom, 34, and fathered 10-month-old John Kirsten Bryant. Okay, let's stop right there. Okay, Jamal was also married, and I don't know her name. Let's see if it says it in this article. But his ex-wife is currently on... The Housewives of the Potomac. I can't think of her name, but if you watch any of those housewife shows, she's now a housewife on one of those reality shows. And she talks about her divorce from Jamal H. Bryant, and she put it out there on TV. I actually heard her say this. I know I shouldn't be watching that garbage, and I really don't watch that show because I don't like it, but I did see the premiere episode of it. And she was very candid about her husband, Pastor Jamal H. Bryant, infidelity. And not just with one woman, but multiple women. Okay? And he still has this church. He's very involved in the Black Lives Movement uh, movement. Amen? But here again, how could you lead people? I, I just think if you're not right, you should take a take Just step down. This is bad for the faith. This is why people, especially men, don't like coming to church because of all this bad behavior with the people in higher offices, the bishop, the pastor. 
Okay, let me just finish this because he's not married, but he but he is still the pastor of this church in Baltimore. He's not married any longer. He he and his ex-wife has broken up. Um, they had a couple of kids. Um, she's gone on with her life. He's gone on with his as a single man. But as a single man, this is all I'm saying. As a single man, pastor of this big church, nationally known, don't you think you would be careful not to have a child out of wedlock? Are you that stupid? Um, I put. Are you that stupid? And I'm not saying that this woman is innocent either, because there are women out there that do try to trap you. And I'm not trying to say that's what happened. So forgive me. I'm not trying to say that. But, Jamal, you are just as responsible as this woman to not have a child out of wedlock. You are the pastor of a mega church. What are you doing? What are you doing? And so, um, yeah. So now he's kind of speaking out a little bit about the about the incident. The Reverend Jamal H. Bryant, leader of Northwest Baltimore Empowerment Temple Church, said his lawyers have advised him not to give any details on recent allegations that he fathered a child out of wedlock. But declared, however, that God ain't finished with me. God ain't finished with none of us. Mr. Bryant, Pastor Bryant, he ain't finished with none of us. But supposedly you were called to a higher office to lead people to Christ. How are you doing your job if you are having multiple affairs on your wife, which led to a divorce? You're now divorced. And I'm not saying you can't date, you can't do all that other stuff. But be a gentleman. Amen? Be a gentleman. Be respectful. Respect yourself. Respect the office. Respect the position that you are in. Not to make dumb mistakes. Now, I do understand that if God wants a child to be here, that child is going to be here. But I, I just think you should have took better precaution. Amen? Better precaution. And so now, the, uh, supposedly, this child is here, 10 months old. Uh, earlier this week, uh, Latoya Shanti Odom, who is the mother, she is a 34-year-old California woman, said that she engaged in a sexual relationship with Bryant, which resulted in her getting pregnant. So this sounds like she said a sexual relationship. So I don't know if they were, it was a one-time thing or whatever. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Which resulted in her getting pregnant. Bryant allegedly asked her to abort the pregnancy, but she refused and gave birth last July to a boy named John Carson Bryant, according to the official document cited in the report. Okay, and it says, addressing the issue for the first time since the allegations came to light, 
Bryant revealed in a Periscope session with his followers on Thursday night that his lawyers advised him not to share any details with the public. Over the last week, a lot has been said and a lot has been suggested, and you and I was thrown into a tailspin. I had to shut down for a minute so that my response would not be that of a man, but be priestly as a man of God. Okay. To that end, let me say to you, this is, this is Pastor Bryant speaking, I am one of those rare people who are flawed with character. That with all of my issues, I don't run from them. I stand right next to them. Bryant began on the controversy. He goes on to say, those of you who have been with me, you are fully aware that some eight, nine years now, I went through a divorce and claimed all of it my responsibility. So he took responsibility for his ways. The worst mistake you can ever make is to repeat the exact same mistake, and that's my point. You obviously have a problem. You can't lead folks if you all messed up. And that's not to say the best leaders don't have problems, but yours get in the way of you ministering. So step away. But why don't they step away? The money, the power, the prestige. And it don't have nothing to do with God at this point because you're not walking in his ways. Amen. You're not walking in his ways. You already admit and took responsibility for being the cause of your marriage not lasting. Amen. And so now you have not married, and that might be a good thing. That might be a good thing. But you have fathered a child out of wedlock. And so there is still a perception problem with you. And, yeah, you admit to a flaw and think that everything is supposed to be better. Everybody's just supposed to go, oh, well, he has a character flaw. No. You need to step down. You need to step down, and you need to live your life the way you want to live your life. You're not fit for that chosen appointment. That's just my opinion, and I know that don't mean much. <laughs> that doesn't mean much. But, again, here's another pastor why a lot of husbands won't go to church, why a lot of boyfriends won't go to church, why a lot of men in general just don't go to church, why a lot of women won't go to church. Because of you, Bishop Long, because of you, Pastor Jamal Bryant. Amen. I ain't mad at you. I love you like a brother. Step away. Step away. 
Step away. Get your lives together. You can lead people on an individual basis. Don't do it in mass. Don't do it in... You don't deserve a church. We are living in some hard times. We are living in some rough situations now. We don't know what's going to happen. We got a presidential presidential candidate. We don't if he gets in the office, we don't know what's going to happen. The people need a word. A word from someone they can trust. A word from somebody who is trying to live right. Trying to live right. If you got a sexual thing for men, you need to step away. If you got a sexual thing for women and you can't keep your hands up, every woman you want to be with, you need to step away. Get it together. Work on yourself. Have somebody in there that have who can resist these temptations. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy. But they love the Lord enough. Amen? Or am I being delusional? Can no one not resist those temptations? Is the whole monogamy thing just a figment of our imagination? Just something God just threw in the Bible? No one's perfect. I'm not saying that. No one's perfect. We, as individual people, are not perfect. But I, myself, Sandra Keys, is not leading a whole bunch of folks. It's not, was not ordained by God to lead a whole bunch of folks in the church. And that's not to say I'm not supposed to live right, because I am. We all are to strive. No one's perfect. But I think if you're in that hierarchy uh, of responsibility, you need to try harder. You need to try harder. And so that is what's wrong with the church. That's why church attendance is down. People are not believing because they don't see the manifestation of God working in the bishop's life or in Pastor Jamal's life. People see it as them running a scam on innocent folks. And maybe they did have the heart to live for God in the beginning. But I think power, money, all that influences people's judgment, people's decisions. And women, there are women who go to church just to try to get with the pastor. So women are not innocent in all that goes on either. And I'm not trying to say it's all the men. Women are just as much part of the problem in some instances. Amen. But when are we going to start, when are our leaders going to start getting um, serious about leading God's people? About denying themselves? and allowing the power of God to rule in their lives so that they can lead people. Have we forgotten? Have we forgotten that this is what this is all about? 
I don't know. I don't know. With these two recent stories, um, I, I don't know. Let's see. They said that uh, Bryant, going back to Jamal's story, they say that Bryant doesn't confirm or deny the allegations that the 10-month-old John Kirsten Bryant, who was born on July 7th of 2015, is indeed his biological son. Odom presented documentation of a paternity test carried out by LB Genetics that suggests Bryant is 99.9999% the father of her child. I don't think you get any closer. Amen? The alleged father, Jamal Harrison Bryant, cannot be excluded as the biological father of the child, John Kirsten Bryant, since they share genetic markers. The probability of paternity is 99, I shall say it again, 99.9999% as compared to an untested, unrelated man of the black population. Noted the test results signed by Carl Hans Werzinger, a certified by notary public Oma Marquez Lopez. Okay, so this is documented. Brian said because the allegations are now part of a legal discussion, he was unable to say anything about it. He said, however, that he will not run from his problems and will be standing on God's grace. You don't need it. Hallelujah. The last time I went through something, I shut down, wouldn't talk to anybody, tried to, in fact, deal with it all by myself. But I understand that there is strength in numbers. The issues pertaining and surrounding the allegations are in the middle of a legal discourse that precludes me from going into any depth to talk about it. How convenient. But let me say to you, while many things have been said about me, running is not one of them. I stand on God's word that he is my battle axe and my butler. And I bear witness his grace is sufficient and his mercy endures, Brian said. He goes on to say, my legal counsel says I cannot go through any depth talking about it, but there is nothing that can stop me from talking to God. Well, you don't need to. Hallelujah. When there is something to be said, you will hear it directly from me. You will not have to look for a secondary source. So I wanted to say to you in those uncertain terms, thank you for your prayers, thank you for your support, but I also want you to know that his rod and staff, they comfort me, he continues. Keep praying for me, and I'll keep praying for you. Yeah, I'm going to pray for you, and I love you. And then they said he went on to do this prayer. Lord, I pray for every person that is in the middle of, of something uncomfortable. It will not make them undone. I thank you, dear Lord, that the enemy attack will not make me defensive, but to rest on you. God, I give you the glory and take an absolute delight. This battle is not mine. It, it's not theirs, but it's completely yours. Thank you that the race is not given to the swift nor to the strong, but to those that endure to the end. We are reminded, even though we never quoted, that if we suffer with you, we'll be able to reign with you. I declare it because of the victory after agony that was felt on the cross. Okay, so that's his prayer. It goes on, but I'm not going to read anymore. He's single. 
I get it. He's single. He's not married anymore. He messed that up with infidelity. Things happen. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too hard. I don't know. I don't know what you think either. But he does need prayer. He needs prayer to think about doing something else. That's all I have to say. Do something else. Because you are bringing down. You are bringing down the faith. Amen? You are bringing it down. People are not flocking to churches because of your your type of behavior. Amen? It's just not befitting of your office. A few years ago, and I've been beating up on the men, but a few years ago, the same thing was going on with uh, Pastor Paula White. Remember? And she talked about her, her issues as well. Uh, she, uh, she, broke, she broke, this story uh, broke in 2011, where she broke her silence on divorce, stroke, and her alleged affair. Now, see, I didn't, know about, I didn't know about the stroke, nor did I know about the alleged affair that was supposed to be going on with Benny Hinn. I, I missed all that, people. I don't know how I missed that. But it says, uh, Paula White opens up about several of her issues at a recent conference. Paula broke her silence Thursday night addressing all the scandals that she has been associated with since her divorce. We're letting our hair down, white toe thousands of 2011 pastors and leadership conferences in Orlando, Florida. I'm not here to look cute. I came in to let the devil know I'm stronger than I've ever been. Though the two-hour message began with shouts of encouragement and notes of affirming of affirmation for the participating leaders who may be facing challenges or oppositions, by the end of the night, it was apparent that the popular charismatic pastor was also preaching to herself. I have a word to those who have all odds backed against them. You're about to get your bounce back. The enemy strategic, strategically plotted against you, hunted you like prey, set out to destroy you, tried to wreck your mind, destroy your heart, jack up your family, take your ministry, ruin your reputation, and he thought that he had you. He set you up and thought this was what will kill them. Now, yeah, the enemy is out there. The enemy is busy. He is. And I agree he probably tries to tear down the head. I do. I do. But if you allow him to make you get into these situations, then he has won, hasn't he? He has won. Because you can no longer stand before God's people and tell them what he has done. Because you have fallen. I I don't know. I, I get it. I get the devil is busy. He is. He is. Devil is real. He is busy. But you should be fighting against that. Anything that's going to tear up your church, your family, you should be fighting doubly hard against that. Amen? And so I just wanted to throw her in there. Her story is old, and she was accused of... Um, they were in it, her and her husband were in it for the money. Her and her husband ended up divorcing after all of it. She was, um, it was alleged that she came out of a hotel room holding hands with Benny Hinn. And what, now, if that equates to an affair, I don't know, you know, but that's what they were saying. And so she 
you know, almost lost it. She had a stroke, probably from all the stress of it all, of losing, the possibility of losing everything. So I think her and her, I don't think she stayed at the same church. Um, Let's see if I can find that in here. But the thing is, we need to really, really pray. Times are changing. Morals are becoming less. God's people are becoming tired of the behavior of their bishops and pastors. Um, We're looking at a campaign, uh, a candidate for president who is just unprecedented in his behavior, unbecoming, unbefitting of a president. Where do we go for comfort? Where do we go? We need need a word from the Lord. Amen? We need a word from the Lord. We need to really be praying, people. This is not a joke. We really need to pray. We really need to just get on our knees and ask God to heal, to heal our land, because we have gone off course. We have gone off course. We are just sailing out to nowhere. We are in a steady decline, morally, spiritually. And we see it every day in our homes, at church, on TV, in our city government, in our state government, in our higher federal offices. We have gone down. And so, I don't know, people. All I can say is pray. The Lord said if we would just turn from our ways, he would heal our land and and humble ourselves and pray and seek his faith that he would heal us, he would heal our land. Amen? And so that's what we need to be doing right now, people. Now is the time to be praying. Now is the time to be praying. We need a change. We need to restore our faith. We need to be able to show folks our light should be shining amen, on this earth, that people might come running asking, what must I do to be saved? There's so many people that need to be saved. There's so many people that are looking for the answer, and Jesus is the answer, amen? Jesus is the answer. And so I just ask all of you guys to please just pray for our nation. Pray for the strength of our families. Pray for this election that the right person would be elected to this high office. Pray for the pastors. Pray for your pastors, amen, because they do go through a lot. The devil is busy, but we have to keep them lifted up in prayer, okay? This is Sandra Keyes, and I just thank you guys all for tuning in on today. Thank you so much. Um, Please go to t25cl.com. There's a plethora of entertainment there for your listening and viewing pleasure. We are a independent music and movie distributor. There are some great movies on there by independent uh, directors. Check it out. You can purchase them, download them. Check out the music. Amen? Check out the music, the independent artists that are selling their CDs on our platform. We also have a 24-7 radio station that you can dial in and you can, at any given time, you can hear any, you can hear gospel music, you can hear jazz, 
Um, you can hear R&B, anything. It, it just, it, you never know what's going to come next. But I guarantee you it is the best music ever. The best music ever. We're highly rated overseas. You need to check out why. It's a great music station. Amen? So check us out. We also have a talk show every night of the week. Amen? We have some great hosts that have that talk about some great topics. We educate you on every level, be it spiritual, governmental, financially. You can get it all right here on T25CL. So check us out Monday through Friday, 7.30 p.m. Pacific, 10.30 p.m. Uh, Eastern. Amen? Tune in to Keys to the Kingdom on next Friday. Amen. My guest, Ms. Sheila, will be here, and we'll talk about more financial literacy. And she's going to be talking about um, the need for burial insurance and just making sure you have all your ducks in a row so that you're not going around in the church taking up a collection to bury your loved ones. Amen. All right. Well, this is Sandra Keys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will talk to you on next week. Agape love to you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.